0: Hey there, I'm Julie, and this is the Married to Addiction podcast. If you're here, then you're probably what I call my secret sister. We're in a situation we never asked to be in and fighting a battle we never wanted to fight. We're women who are married to an alcoholic, and it affects every inch of our lives. If that sounds like you, then I want you to know that this is a safe place for you to land. Married to Addiction is a faith-based podcast where I'll help you find the tools and strength you need to navigate your husband's addiction without losing yourself in the process. So please subscribe and tune in as often as you're able. Because your husband's recovery is important, but so is yours. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Married to Addiction podcast. I apologize for having been absent for the last couple of weeks. I did not record any podcast episodes because I've had a cold and I've been very like sniffly and snorty and just basically not... uh, not anything conducive to actually speaking on a microphone for several minutes. So um, hopefully I can get through this today without doing it. It's still hanging on a little bit, but for the most part I'm pretty much over it. So that is why I have been gone the last couple of weeks. But I'm here today to talk to you about the illusion of control. So the first thing that I want to say about this is that when our husbands first become addicted or when we first realize that our husband is addicted and that it is a problem, our first instinct is to take control of the situation or to try to take control of the situation because we want it fixed now. <laughs> we want it fixed immediately. We, it's a feeling of desperation. And you just, you know, if you're anything like me, you just jump into action. You're like, okay, well, I'm just going to make sure that he stops. Like I just got to do what I got to do to make him stop drinking, and so that is a common reaction. That's the first thing that I want you to know. So if you're doing this, don't beat yourself up because most of us do, at least at the beginning. Some of us for a very long time. But uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of problems with trying to control the situation yourself, and we're going to talk about some of those. But on top of that, I. I just cringe when I hear someone talking about, quote unquote, allowing their husbands to do something. Um, Well, I don't allow my husband to, you know, to have more than two beers, or I don't allow him to do X, Y, Z, or whatever it is. That is such a harmful approach because, first of all, we're not their mother, we're not their God. and. Taking that stance just breeds so much resentment on both sides. So it makes you super resentful because you've laid down the law and he's he seems to be just completely disregarding that, which makes us feel disrespected. And on his side, he feels completely disrespected because we are trying to mother him and we are trying to, I mean, teach him, treat him like a child and in, in some cases, essentially. And so men will feel disrespected if they're if they're being treated that way. So it just makes everything spiral. And what it sets up is a vicious cycle of your husband basically saying, I'm drinking more because you're so controlling. And you saying, I'm so controlling because you drink too much. Does any of this sound familiar? It played out like this in my situation, and it plays out like this in. Many, many, many situations like ours where our husbands are an alcoholic. Another thing that this drastically affects is boundaries. And boundaries are so critical, but they have to be done correctly or they are ineffective and can make things so much worse. So if your, your boundary sounds something like, well, I have a boundary that he can't blah, blah, blah you got to take your hands off the wheel, friend. (laughs) Take your hands off the wheel. Boundaries are not to control another person. I'm going to say that again. We cannot control someone else, and boundaries are not meant to control another person. If you are setting boundaries saying basically that you are forbidding or not allowing your husband to do something, those boundaries are going to be ineffective. They might work for a little while because he'll try to appease you. But in the long run, they are just going to breed that resentment that I talked about. They're going to make things spiral. They're going to set up that vicious cycle, all of those things. So there's kind of a few different layers about boundaries. And I'm actually going to be doing a boundaries workshop um, sometime in the near future to help you learn how to Create healthy, effective boundaries. So if, if this isn't working, if this isn't the right way to do it, well, what is the right way to do it? Well, we're going to talk about that in that workshop. And I would love for you to sign up for the interest list for that. Uh, that's as far as I've gotten with it right now. It's just um, I want to know who's interested in, in partaking in that workshop. So you can go to my website and you can see, uh, if you'll just like poke around in there for a second on the menu, you'll see a boundaries workshop interest list and you should be able to sign up right there. But the bottom line is that it does affect our boundaries if we are looking at this as a thing that we need to control. And again, boundaries set up under that under that stipulation or uh, under that emotion of wanting to control things are not going to better your situation. So trying to stay in control of any situation, but particularly a situation like this, is also staying 100% in God's way. If we are too busy trying to run interference in our husband's lives, God can't. If we are too busy being loud in our husband's ear, the still small voice of God will be nowhere to be heard. If we are too busy trying to Um, manipulate the situation, God can't work. I kind of uh, picture him up in heaven and like he's trying to work in our husband's life and uh, he's got something, you know, something coming, something's going to happen and it's going to really make a difference for a husband. But we come barreling through (laughs) with how we think things need to play out and what we think our husband needs to do or not do. And I just picture God just like shaking his head, like, oh my gosh, please get out of my way. (laughs) Let go. Let God. This is not your responsibility. Let your husband be responsible for your husband. And let God work in his life and in his heart so that he can move towards recovery. So ultimately, if this is this is one of the the major issues with trying to control the situation. Ultimately, if your husband say you have these boundaries of he can't do this, you don't allow this, you're you're trying to control the situation and he's finally like, "Okay. Okay, I can't deal with this anymore. Like it's it's overwhelming. All we do is fight. All we do is scream at each other. You know, you're always mad at me, I'm always mad at you. I'll, I'll just I'll go to recovery. Like I can't I can't do this anymore." And he basically goes and, and tries to go through those motions for you or to just get you off his back, how effective long-term do you think that that's going to be? He might get sober. He might stay sober for a while. But if he's not doing it for the right reasons, i.e. for himself, because he has finally come to the point where he knows that that's the right thing and that's what he wants— and God and or God has worked in his life and and set up the path for him to get to the point where he's ready, it's not going to work long term. Because the motive that he started with was all wrong. And so I know that this is so hard. And I know it's just you know, you've probably heard me before talk about how it feels like when we take our hands off the wheel and try not to control the situation when we have an addicted husband, it feels like taking your hands off the steering wheel of a car that is driving 100 miles an hour towards a wall. Like it feels so hard and overwhelming to just release control. But I hope that some of the things that I've mentioned today show you that control is not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to fix it. It might. You might see um, some things that seem positive as a reaction to you trying to control the situation, but those are temporary. They are only to maybe appease you or whatever the case, but it's not something that is good for you long-term, your husband's recovery long-term, your relationship. Um, you know, what God's trying to do. It just, control is an absolute illusion, especially in this situation, because it was never ours to carry. It was never ours to fix. So I hope that that's helpful for you. I know that it's hard. Um, This can feel so incredibly overwhelming. If you don't know about the secret sister circle I just want to mention that again real quickly if you've thought about getting into the secret sister circle and you are still struggling with things like boundaries and control and all of that and you just can't figure out how to either make that forward momentum or stick to it uh, I would love to have you there in the secret sister circle we work on all of this stuff all of it and um It it just really can help you if you feel like you're either stuck or you are constantly taking one step forward, two steps back. It can really be a great resource for you. So if that's something that you might be interested in, you can also find that on my website, marriedtoaddiction.com. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. I promise you, even though it feels like it's what you need to do, control is an illusion. Let go and let God. I know it's so hard. Pray. Stay close to him and just let him work in your husband's life. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second to thank you so much for being here and for listening to the Married to Addiction podcast. I really hope that it's blessing you. If you are enjoying the podcast, can I ask you a quick favor? Would you go and leave either a rating, a review, or maybe even both on your favorite podcast platform so that other people can find the podcast? When a podcast is new, a lot of times the ratings and reviews is what helps push it out to more people. And I would love to get this out to as many as Secret Sisters as possible. And you could definitely help me with that by going and leaving a rating or review. Thank you so much for your help with this. And thanks again for listening.